Hello and welcome to the Townland Podcast, the podcast powered by the wheel. I'm your host, Adam, and with me as always, my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I am doing great. Did some lawn work earlier, so if there's a lot of like random edits, that's because I keep sneezing. I didn't realize... Or I didn't really know where you were going to go with that when you started mentioning your lawn work. I, like, low-key thought that it was, like, a humble brag. Oh, no. I don't think it's a humble brag to cut your lawn. <laughs> You're, like, being an adult or something. All right, Mike. So, uh, this is going to be our final test episode before we go on to the full-time pod with a theme song and consistent way of doing things here. So, for our, our final test here... The new system we're going with is that we'll be talking uh, contemporary sports events, and we are going to break everything down into three segments. This will be the weekly thing. We'll always have three segments, 20 minutes each. Try to keep the podcast tight to around an hour. So right now, in the midst of the end of the postseason for hockey and basketball, our topics are going to follow those. But our third topic today will be dictated by the wheel. The wheel is... A device that we use to spin things to choose our third topic for us. Would you say so, the wheel is our MacGuffin? Mm, I would say the wheel is our gimmick. I don't know okay. if I would call, go as far to call it a MacGuffin. Okay. I feel like that was a really messy description of what this is. Basically, every week we're going to break things down into three topics, and the wheel dictates as many of those as we feel we need to spin to have a gimmick. So right now, we only need it for one topic because we're in the middle of the end of the NHL and NBA season. And then we'll spin it for the third because there's really no strong third thing to talk about this week. So, Mike, uh, how do you feel about opening the floor by uh, talking a little NBA finals to start? Sounds good. All right, let me pull up my tab. All right, Mike, as I'm sure people that are listening are familiar, we are one game into the NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. Currently, Denver leads 1-0 and is an 8.5-point favorite for Game 2. Uh, some of the other betting odds you can get right now are that the most likely outcome is a five-game series at plus 160, and to get a sweep... It's plus 340 still. Wow. I feel like that should be a, oh, I guess a sweep in the finals can be kind of rare, so. Yeah, and you kind of have to assume the game three win. Or the Although, game four win. I, well, like, game three is usually the go-to because the underdog is down two games to zero coming back home. But we've had a lot of weird shit with game threes. Mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, because the Heat keep beating people. So they'll be up, like, two games, or they'll be tied 1-1, and then they'll go back to Miami. So you don't get, like, the, the game three dead cat bounce for the favorite. Yeah. Because they're not playing at home at that point. Mike, you got any, uh, you got any game one thoughts that, uh, just broad strokes that come to mind? Uh, broad strokes? Broad I mean- strokes. I feel like it's kind of what we expected. The Nuggets to win? <laughs> yeah, and they weren't I don't really feel like there was any ever risk of any ever risk and ever any risk of them losing that game. Like they were yeah. pretty much in control and just kind of broke down Miami. I can't remember if it was in the second or third, but at, at a certain point the Heat pulled within like one or two points and it still just didn't feel like it was happening. I mean, it was like 
it was in a stretch where maybe Jokic was on the bench, but it just never felt like Miami was going to be able to pull that one out. It, you know, even with Murray and MPJ kind of underperforming, it just felt like the Nuggets game. Hey, let me uh, let me get your your opinion on this. The fuck's up with only getting two free throws to the Heat, though. You seen the stat? You hear this? I haven't seen any of this. They, they only got two. Wait, they only got two free throws. Yeah, they went to the line once for two shots. That almost doesn't even seem possible in today's <laughs> NBA. <laughs> they went. They went. They shot a hundred percent from the free throw line, and only gained two points from it. It's a postseason record for the least amount of free throws in NBA history. Wow. Yeah. You think that so so you 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 feeling like we're going to get a, a rubber band back the other direction? Oh, like game 2 the refs could just go nuts in favor of Miami. Yeah, like is the officiating going to be super slanted in Miami's favor for game 2 or you think we're saving that for game 3 when Miami's home? I don't know. I mean, it, I, I'd like to think stuff like that doesn't happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of those games is kind of heavy. It's kind of surprising because, I mean, going off the Fisdale method of playoff refereeing, you'd think Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra, <laughs> Eric Spolstra would be the, uh, the vet coach. So you think he'd be getting all the calls. Yeah. Also, I'm amazed that they didn't bitch and moan about it at all. Like, I really don't feel like they talked about it. I will tell you that Jimmy Butler came out and said that he took the team to an escape room to prepare for game two. Uh, Thus confirming that uh, Jimmy Butler is a millennial, I guess. Yeah, I guess to work on teamwork or something? Or <laughs> just You think it ended with all of them sitting around a table chomping on gum? Yeah, it just <laughs> the head cow's always grazing, brother. Head cow's always grazing. I feel like in this scenario... Tyler Hero would think he's the head cab, but we all know it's Jimmy. Um, but yeah, so I, I just pulled it up to, to double check that I hadn't got that wrong. But yeah, they two for two, it was just Highsmith who got any free throws all night, as opposed to uh, Nikolai Jokic, who had 12 free throws. Nikolai Jokic missed as many free throws as the Miami Heat got. That is and, insane. And like the... The conversation, and I, I kind of get it, because like it doesn't feel like the ref screwed him in that game. There was a there was a decent bit of contact that didn't get called. I felt, especially in the paint, but it didn't feel like it was like a ref decided game. Um, I, I, maybe because Denver didn't get like an outrageous amount of free throws. They got twenty free throws, but the the talk's been like Miami's talking about how they just need to to play more physical and in the paint to get calls, which is just oddly responsible <laughs> like you get so used to players like James Harden and, and as much as I love the guy LeBron James and, and people like that complaining that they weren't getting called for stuff that once Miami only gets two free throws the entire night they come out and they're like yeah that's on us yeah I guess when the point you made how many free throws or how many field goals or how many free throws did you say they took you're doing all right buddy uh, who yeah. Miami no, uh, Denver. Do you need a coffee? <laughs> no, I'm good. I just, I can't remember the number you said. Did you say 10? 20. 20, okay. So if those all were, like, personal fouls with two shots, which they probably all weren't, I'm sure some were and ones, but that would be, like, 10 to 1 in the foul call. That's still a pretty drastic difference. 
yeah, but it just, like, the game didn't feel that way, I guess. It didn't feel like it was a drastic difference. It was uh, almost a little surprising for me to see. Like, uh, maybe it's because both teams kind of got called under. Like, I think that the average for three free throws in a NBA season is like around – or this NBA season was like around 25 attempts a game per team. And it's like Denver and Miami didn't even combine for 25 attempts. Yeah, and to your point, I didn't really see a lot of talk after that game about poor officiating. I just saw talk about how Denver, you know, beat that ass. Yeah, and if you did see anything about uh, poor officiating, obviously the uh, issue there would be that the refs' burner accounts would be clapping back. Can I uh, open up the more detailed stroke part of the conversation by saying we owe an apology to Bam Adebayo? Yeah, because he had a good game? <laughs> yeah, he, he had a good game, 26 points, and then he uh, actually out-rebounded Jokic, 13-10. to 10. However, I don't think Jokic was probably like, you know, I don't think he like kicked into God mode because like you said, that game never felt like Denver was going to lose it. No, it, it really didn't. Um, here's here's what I will say uh, in Bam's favor. I felt like he was crashing the offensive glass a lot. Like, I I have a whole thing where I think rebounding is a, a, a dumb stat to pay a ton of attention to. It's kind of like, I have like a, a, a low-key take on this about assists too that I can drop here in a second. But the problem with rebounding is that we treat offensive and defensive rebounds the same. And think about how many times you see a guy shoot and then the entire offensive team turns and runs the other way and the ball like lifelessly bounces off the back of the rim and just some dude picks up the rebound. Mm -hmm. We count that the same as a guy who boxes out and crashes the boards and gets 14 more seconds on the shot clock for the offense. Oh yeah, I definitely think offensive boards are more valuable in the grand scheme of things. This is why triple doubles are dumb. We should stop talking about them. All right. Be you, because just because someone gets 10 rebounds doesn't mean any of them mattered. You really need to let this whole Westbrook MVP thing go. I was <laughs> bitching about this yesterday because someone – I was at a bar watching the Stanley Cup game, and my buddy was like – he was like, did you know Jokic is averaging a triple-double? And I was like, like, it's cool the center's getting 10 assists a game, but – I can't, in good faith, be like pro-Jokic triple-double and anti-Westbrook. I've been on the anti-Westbrook triple-double for so long that now I can't just switch over and be like, but Jokic is different because he's a sinner. Can I uh, can I give you my assists are a stupid stat two take? Oh, boy. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> listen, people came here to listen to us not really talk about the finals. So I feel like the assists are – like, what's the break-off? Like – if you kick it out to someone, how many moves do they have to make before it's no longer an assist? Yeah, it's it's kind of arbitrary, but that's not even my, my complaint with it. It's that we have, like, assists and assist-to-turnover ratio and stuff like that, but no one talks about assist percentage or there's no readily available stat for unconverted assists. Like, imagine someone throws an excellent pass to the corner after diving into the, the paint. Gets, like, pulls, like, all the defenders in on him. Throws a great pass out to the corner. And the shooter in the corner misses. That doesn't count as an assist. But it's just as good as when someone, th like, trips, falls over, and tosses the ball up. And someone else dunks it. Okay, so you're, you're, part of your assist rant, the thing you're targeting is that it's not fair that so much of getting the assist is determined by the person who ends up shooting the ball. Yeah, and you yeah. just look at you look at a score sheet and you're like, 
Ah, his assist-to-turnover ratio was only 2-to-1. to one. He had four assists and two turnovers. Okay, but what if, like, five people brick shots that he set them up for? For example, whoever threw those nine passes to Max Struess's nine failed uh, three-point attempts is pretty upset. Dude, if, if you had played a drinking game that was take a shot every time a Miami Heat player misses a three-pointer, you'd be dead. That yeah. game was brutal because of them. I, it was like... Like, watching Duncan Robinson and Max Drew shoot like they were playing at the Y was, uh, must have been just soul-draining to Miami Heat fans, which, ironically, is also my favorite activity, is draining the souls of Miami Heat fans, so kind of comes out in the wash for me, at least. Do you think uh, Denver deserves credit defensively? Because, like, when I first looked at the box score and saw Jimmy didn't have that many points, I was like, oh, wow, rough shooting night, but it actually was he only shot the ball 14 times. No, like... like he- they they played a lot of uh, Aaron Gordon on him. They played some Michael Porter Jr. on him. You know, Jokic was playing drop coverage. KCP played some defense on him. Like, they they were taking Jimmy out of the game. And Jimmy kind of fades sometimes for some reason. Like, for the guy that's supposed to be the ultimate, he's got that dog in him. He kind of does the uh, Andrew Wiggins, I'm going to disappear for a quarter. But they they did a good job against Jimmy. Now, like, Max Drews was missing open threes, and so was Duncan Robinson, so you can't call that totally, like, defense-centric. But I thought Jokic did a great job. I mean, obviously, Bam got his, but I think that Jokic is, be, is a better defender than he gets credit for now. Yeah, I think, um, like, during the regular season, I always felt that Denver, like, the supporting cast around Jokic could be inconsistent like sometimes they could disappear during games and it would hurt them but I think they ran into the team in the finals that like the best matchup as far as it's Jimmy and really like no supporting cast like there's Bam uh, but I would, I would disagree really with that it. I mean look look at who got him here right I mean like the Celtics series by far the best player on the floor was uh, uh Caleb Martin who's an undrafted guy who just like showed up out of nowhere from Nevada and has played his ass off for the playoffs. I mean, like that. Then they got like, they got some some good stuff from Gabe Vincent. I mean, like it's not like name brand guys, but well, they're they're getting a lot from their Heat culture type players. Well, I am a little biased because I got really aggravated during the Knicks series, hearing them constantly talk about all their undrafted players. Uh, <laughs> so I will admit to that. But in the grand scheme of things. I guess to look at the point from a different perspective, I trust Jamal Murray, MPJ, and company more than I trust Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Max Struess. Dude, it's it's kind of crazy that Contavious Caldwell Pope was just out there for anyone. Like, that man won a fucking ring with the Lakers as the right. third best player on the floor. And he was just out there for anyone. Anyone could have him. And then he comes into Denver, and he's been a really good high-impact contributor. Like, in game one, uh, three for eight from the field, one for three from three, zero for two on, on free throws, only seven points. But the man's defending the best players on the other team, as long as they're not centers. But he's playing, he's defending the best players on the other team and rotating with, like, Aaron Gordon, who's another guy that was, like, underperforming, available for basically nothing in a trade, ends up on Denver, suddenly looks like a high-impact player in a, on a finals team. Who was the player who 
he was a bench player. I think he bounced from like Golden State to Toronto or Golden State to Cleveland. That kept winning championships. Golden State to Cleveland. It may have been Golden State to Toronto. Um, well, my first thought was Serge Ibaka, who is definitely not who you're talking about because he no. never played for Golden State. Uh, take a quick research break. Figure this out. Sure. One second. Pat McCaw. That's it. Thank you, Pat McCaw. <laughs> I just had to pull up an article that was five players who won back-to-back NBA championships with two different teams. Yeah, Pat McCaw. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Danny Green. Uh, uh, oh, Danny Green won a few years apart, but he was on the 2019 Raptors. Um, he, won, he won with the Spurs too, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's those are the two. But Pat McCaw was Golden State, and then the next year was on Toronto. Is he even in the league anymore? Probably making bank somewhere in China. Nah, they don't make good money in China. <laughs> that's really? like a whole thing right now. Yeah. Uh, he plays for the Delaware Blue Coats. Not what you expected, is it? No. <laughs> um. All right. So as God, I gotta stop saying um. As we're uh, as we're running out of time here, just want to get some of your opinions for the series outlook. Here's my uh, here's oh, here's here's my here's my um my first take headline to drop to you. If the Heat go down two zero, is the series over? Yeah. Yes, I think the series is over if they go down 2 nothing. What if they go down 1-0? I think the series is already over, so yeah. Yeah, me too. I think that I think that Denver is just really fucking good at basketball. Yeah, I thought it was over before it started. I was talking to someone at work about this and I made the comment that, you know, like I think Jimmy's just running out of gas and he brought up like that infamous picture from the bubble year where he was yeah. like just huffing wind and he was like bending over leaning on the uh the stanchion there. And could be headed toward the similar picture being snapped at, at some point. I mean, he might have help coming if you are a big believer in Tyler Hero, but I don't he's, know. He's the hero of the finals. You know what? Uh, I, I actually, I was doing a little research and I found out what Miami needs. Mm-hmm. Deep on their bench, they have this player, 19-year-old power forward. His name is Nikolai Jovich. Yeah, I know Jovic. I sh- shit you not. I know Jovic they, or Jovic. Yeah, maybe he could be the counter to Jokic, like some sort of bizarro Jokic. <laughs> he could shut him down. It's it's like when you hit matter with antimatter and they both just disappear. Yes. Can you, uh, based off of your your research here, can you tell me where Jovic got drafted from? I didn't get that. I just saw that he was drafted twenty uh, seventh overall in the first round by Miami. Well, that means he's not the bizarro Jokic because Jokic was a second round pick. So. Oh. Well, no, uh, that wouldn't make him the bizarro because he was in the opposite round. <laughs> you hear they're talking about adding a third round of the draft? Why? I don't know, man. Because people can't just fucking leave well enough alone. Like, of all the things not to putz around with, the NBA draft barely even needs a second round. There's like eight guys in every draft who are like impact high level guys. And then occasionally you get like a Jokic in the second round. And that's it. They you know don't need that a third round. You know what's amazing? 
what? If you go to Google and type in Nikolai Jovich, Google says, did you mean Nikolai Jokic? <laughs> He's By from the way, Serbia. It's uh, Nikola Jovich. Correct. And There's no Nikolai, second I in that. Yeah, Nikolai yeah. Jokic. I think that we should start calling Jovic the Joker. Because I fucking hate that nickname for yeah. Jokic. But I'm fine with it for Jovic. I mean, who cares? Like, I was, Jovic was born in 2003. I already hate him enough for that alone. Right. Damn Gen Z. <laughs> so as we uh, as we wind down on this conversation, um, it is uh, entirely possible this series is over by the next time we record. Actually, it is actually going to happen because we're taking a week off. But so definitely, the series will be over by the next time we record. Mm-hmm. But a week from now, this series could be over. We could have no more basketball for a while. What do you think? Uh, you still going? What did you say? Five games? Six games? I'm gonna go with the sweep. Oh, music to my ears, brother. I'm all about it. <laughs> I would go with the sweep. My second, like if I was putting odds on it, most likely would be five. That Miami gets like, like you said, they steal the one at home, but then Denver goes back game five and closes it out. But right now, I'm leaning on sweep. What'd your third most likely be? We get something wild shit. It's Miami and five. They just win the next four games. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gentleman sweeping away you never expected. Yes. All right, Mike, we are just about at time here. So uh, let me quickly get your opinion on uh, was Carmelo Anthony's best years on the Nuggets? That is a tough one. Hmm. What about Allen Iverson? I mean, his highest points in a single game was for the Knicks took the Knicks to a couple playoffs I think I think he was still the same player like I think it's pretty equal as Denver to his New York career you know I I know this probably should be put on the wheel and talked about another time but fuck it Mello is announces retirement and you're the world's biggest Mello fan so where what range would you put him at all time all time, all time. He's definitely he made the NBA 100. Okay, I'm not asking you to say he's in the <laughs> top 100. Give me like a general range within the top 100 that you think he's in. Oh man, that. I mean, when you consider all, are you like all positions or just like forwards? Why would I be asking you where he is in all forwards ever? I don't know, because I mean, if you do all positions, I think it's tough. He's probably in like the second 50. Of that top 100 somewhere. But if you just do like forwards of all time, I put him in the top 30. Mm-hmm. Melo just played. I mean, today it's just so different. And you like it's like this with all players when you try to compare. He just played such a different game. There was just so much more like hero ball and him just like running his shoulder into a defender and then like shooting a fadeaway stuff that would be considered like low percentage bad shots today he just like thrived on well i would argue that they were low percentage bad shots back then but he still did them but there was no one who had there was no one who was like slamming their fists talking about analytics back when he was in denver uh the well there were they were just nerds and we beat them up for that yeah. uh the athletics 75 greatest players of all time that they released on february 23rd 2022 had Mello at 63. That seems good. I, I would agree with that. Let's see. Who else was around him there? Okay. 
right between Dennis Rodman and Chris Webber. I'm sorry, Dennis Rodman and, and Bill Walton. Yeah. Feel good Feel good to you? Yeah, that seems fair. Oh, I would definitely I think so. put him over Dave Cowens. Yeah, and he also has the greatest three-point celebration of all time. <laughs> all right, Mike, let me get the timer started. We got we to gotta move on here. We got other things to talk about, and not all the time in the world. I'd just like to say thank you, Mello, for everything you did. You always have a fan of me. And what is everything he did exactly? Played basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how often did he play basketball into May? Most winning player in USA men's basketball history, okay? Racking up gold medals. And how did that translate to NBA championships? He has more NCAA championships than LeBron James, all right? <laughs> That's true. Undeniable. Yes. All right. Speaking of having more of something than anyone else, you ready to talk uh, hockey? Yeah, buddy. All right. Setting the timer. Mike, I want to throw an interesting stat your way before we get started here. Hit me. Did you know that Jack Eichel has never lost a playoff series? I did. I did know that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Good for Jack. That's all I will say. <laughs> I know what you try to hold back your homerism. You hate Jack Eichel. I'm really trying to bill a check this one, you know? And <laughs> Kansas City. I remember you talking about how you're going to slash his tires. I never said that. Yeah, but now when I slash his tires, they'll blame you. I know. So, Mike, uh, game one was last night. It was mm-hmm. a extremely close matchup. Went down to the final seconds. Um, real goaltender bonanza, low scoring, you know? Guys you've never heard of putting pucks in nets. You call 4-2 low scoring? No, uh, I was just fucking around with all of that. I mean, everyone oh, okay. who scored was a big name. The goaltenders weren't great. I don't know if I'd call Eric Stahl in 2023 a big name. Yeah, but he's got a lot of A's. That's true. And I don't know if I'd Jonathan call... Jonathan Marshall, huge name. I mean, for Vegas, he is a pretty important player. He's no, just look at me. Fucking letters are in his name. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Whitecloud, it's a lot of letters in the last name. Mark Stone, not a lot of letters. No, but he's the other man we owe an apology to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. First off, I was like, Mark, Stahl, or Mark Stone, not much of an impact. That game, he scored, and then he scored... In an unassisted goal in game one of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, caught Kachuk with kind of like a lazy flip out of the zone, batted it down, and basically put the game away. Did you think that was a high stick? Like when you saw it live? When I saw it live, I didn't. When I was watching it live, I thought it was a high stick. Not that it mattered, because I think the high stick rule is kind of dumb, the way it's implemented, but... Instantly, I was like, nah, goal's not going to count. And once again, I was proven wrong. Uh, So... (laughs) <laughs> let's uh let's talk about the series uh, as a whole and then we could we can talk a little bit about game one um first off i do want to play a little game with you okay okay i am going to name a player and i tried to stick mostly to active players but i have one in here who's not active i'm going to name a player i want you to tell me if in their career they have more or less overtime game winners in the playoffs than Matty Kachuk. You following? Just, just to verify, Matty Kachuk has three? Three. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to name a player, and I want you to tell me if they have more or less. Okay. All right. Start off with an easy one here. Jonathan Taves. More or less overtime game winners in the playoffs than Matthew Kachuk. Less. You are correct. Jonathan Taves, only two. 
one less than uh than Matty Kachuk. All right. Yeah. I I remember those like Blackhawks Stanley Cup runs, and they were like just always had some like that random third or fourth line guy that was getting those overtime goals. Yeah, Patrick Kane has uh more than Matthew Kachuk, but I think he only has four. So mm-hmm. it must have been because they played a shitload of postseason games. Uh, a little bit harder, not not insanely hard. But uh, next up, Joe Pavelski. Less. Incorrect. Joe Pavelski oh. has four. He has one more. In his defense, he is six million years old. Uh, a couple of guys here that I think of in in the same amount of playoff game experience range. Kevin Fiala. Minnesota and then the Kings. I'm going to say less. You're correct. Kevin Fiala has two in 11 games, which was the most efficient I could find that wasn't like one in one game played or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Connor. That's a tough one. I'm going to say less again, though. I bet you, you are has, like, correct. Two. You're pretty good at this. You've gotten one wrong so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, your beloved Carter Verhage. More. Tied. Three ah, apiece. Damn it. And, of course, a great one, Wayne Gretzky. I'm going to go with the big twist here. I'm going to guess it's less. It is less. It's not. It's more. He scored four. Um, plus four assists to win a game in overtime. Wayne Gretzky. Eight total points to win games in overtime. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk, though, in uh, some rare company there. 24th all-time um, by... Just goals. Uh, by efficiency, he's a little bit higher than that, but uh, guy knows how to close a game. Yeah. Also want to point out on that list that I gave you, uh, is he the only American? Is Pavelski American? I believe he's Canadian, sir. Hmm. Should have guessed that old fuck. All right. So once again, looking at the broader Stanley Cup final picture here. Wanted to get your rooting interest. Who are you going for in this series? Real quick, Joe Pavelski is American. Look at that. Knew it. Fucking hero. Real American hero right there. My rooting interests are entirely with the Florida Panthers. And why is that? I mean, I've been riding this vibe train. You know, they've helped me out a lot personally by beating up teams I don't like. <laughs> and now if they could cap it off by stopping Jack Eichel from getting a Stanley Cup in his second year out of Buffalo, I'd really appreciate it. Let me ask you this. What do you th- who has more of a vested interest in a team losing in the finals here? You with Eichel or me with Jimmy Butler? Similar situations, both forced their ways out of one of our favorite markets in somewhat dramatic fashion and went on to have more team success than they had with their initial team. So, I'll say me because it's more recent. Eichel was there longer than Jimmy was in Minnesota. And I mean, we tanked pretty horrendously. For McDavid, got the consolation prize of Eichel, and then he poo-poo-faced his entire time in Buffalo. You know, it's weird you say that because you keep such a brave face on talking about Eichel. Like you're always like, "Nah, it doesn't you know it doesn't bother me." Like he went and did his own thing. Good for him. He got the surgery, whatever. So it surprises me because I am the loudest Jimmy Butler detractor on earth. I will walk to the ends of the planet to tell people how much I don't want Jimmy Butler to ever win a ring because he set. Carl Anthony Towns' entire career on fire on his way out the door. 
Mine, mine is more of a quiet resentment. It just stews inside. Yeah, mine's mine's a loud resentment that stews outside. Which one's more dangerous in the long run? I don't know. Probably the one that stews inside. That's probably gonna like give you like hemorrhoids. All right, who are you? My therapist? No. Good Why point. do you keep asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other thing I want to bring up is the coaching mac- matchup here. Uh, hmm. Obviously, I think that it goes without saying, Cassidy's probably the better coach. Cassidy's had more success. Cassidy has this defensive system that seems to work pretty well. He's the goalie whisperer. He got forced out of Boston, and look what happened to them. They failed directly onto their own face. Um, terrible team. Terrible, terrible team without Bruce Cassidy around. Uh, maybe the worst of all time. But the more interesting question here, Mike, is... Is the best case scenario here if the gulf of loss is that Paul Maurice wins two more games than he loses, thus tying his postseason career exactly at 500 wins and losses? Is that the best possible outcome from the series? No, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> but I will agree with you that Bruce Cassidy, they definitely have the uh, head coaching advantage. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I don't know enough about hockey yet, so I do want to get your opinion on this, but people talk I don't know enough about hockey yet. It makes it sound like I'm studying the game. I don't know I don't have the the wealth of historical data to pick out a good versus bad coach, especially in hockey where it seems so star driven. Uh not as much as basketball, but I, I digress. Um But this the, the Cassidy Golden needs been insane. I mean, like he came in and they put out fucking anyone and they've had good runs. Yeah, uh, I think uh, like part of what's going to be tough for Florida in this series, and it, it is is helping Aiden Hill, it is the way Cassidy has coached in Vegas. I kind of like remind. It, it, I keep going back to Dmitry Filipovich on the PDO cast, like early in the season when uh, Logan Thompson was on that heater, made the comp made the point of how Vegas's defensive system they were playing a safer defensive system and they were okay giving up a lot of shots and they were just focusing on cutting down the high danger chances they just weren't being as aggressive and i think that's really helped out the goaltending in vegas and it i think that helped out a lot in game one i mean shot wise they were like it was like 35 34 vegas so it's not like one team dominated the shot category but high danger chances was totally dominated by vegas yeah and aiden hill had some pretty spectacular saves too so it definitely wasn't exclusively like Bruce Cassidy turned a pile of trash into a goalie. No, that's true. And Aiden Hill had like the one Florida's first goal. Aiden Hill got a little aggressive and got caught out of net on that wraparound by Eric Stahl. But then after that, he was good. I, I really think that one big save he made where he had to like leap back across and just got the puck with his stick really got him going. Yeah. Yeah. That I, that, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not one to really be like, uh, Oh, like, momentum right like maybe it exists maybe it doesn't but i don't rely on momentum shifting as a a factor in in sports but that fucking that stick save was ridiculous do you see did you see his quote about uh how he was able to do that no he said that he's been doing a lot of yoga hey that makes you very pliable ask tom brady i don't know if he did yoda but he was Uh, yoda (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if Tom Brady fucked Yoda. There's the sound bite <laughs> for this I, podcast. Yeah. I really hope he didn't, because 
Uh, it's the whole whole deep well of things to go in there. But yeah. uh, I, I something else that's that's interesting is the Vegas crowd um, capacity at uh, what is it? It's not Allegiant. It's T-Mobile. That the capacity at T-Mobile is seventeen thousand three hundred and sixty-seven. Correct. I'm sure you knew that. Off the top of my head, absolutely right. Yeah. Their attendance last night was eighteen thousand four hundred and thirty-two. They had more attendance than capacity. So. Good on the Vegas crowd for showing up and making hockey work in the South. You know Vegas is the most North team that was left in the Final Four? Yeah. Fucking wild, man. No, the wild route. Oh, good point. Yeah, they would have been the most North team if they were still in. It goes to show you that no matter what you think, that commissioner is doing his job. Yeah, can we... um, He's making hockey exist in the South. Can we what? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to keep stepping on your point there. My point was that hockey works in the South, which uh, Arizona might be the detraction to that point. Yeah, probably. I was just going to wonder if we could bring up the 7-2. to I mean, we talked about the foul calling in the NBA championship. 7-2 to penalty calls. Uh, Florida, to be quick, fair. Yeah, quick, uh, you know, quick piece of advice from the outside in. You can't go on the penalty kill seven times and expect to win a hockey game. <laughs> now, I know that... Vegas only cashed in on two of those, but that's still another 10 minutes that you were playing down a man. And it's going to be tough. I know they had the one shorthanded goal and there's probably some Florida fan out there that would be ready to throw that stat in my face. And that's nice, but you got to be more composed. I mean, you saw Matthew Kachuk with the stupid thing at, you know, the, the frustration after turning the puck over and basically getting that game out of reach where the ref was right there. One player was holding Nick Hague and Kachuk just cold cocked him and got himself thrown out. Yeah, uh, I, it, I will. I, I do want to put a, a quick modifier on here, then I'll let you continue to rant about Matthew Kachuk. Um, one of those penalties was off a coach's challenge. Correct, yes. That's it. That's all I wanted to add. You can keep talking about Matthew Kachuk yeah. punching Nick Hague. It just, it, that game and the way it unraveled for Florida felt very like a team that's been hot and on a roll, and then they hit a speed bump and got really frustrated by it. Uh, a fun fact about the Matthew Kachuk and Nick Hague thing so Kachuk leads the playoffs with 14 drawn penalties. Guess who number two is? I I almost said Eric Spolstra, which is not who I meant to say. I meant to say Eric Stahl. No, it's actually Nick Higgs, the guy yeah, who he punched in the face and got, got himself kicked out for. So I thought that, that was funny. Did that lead Nick Hag to passing uh, Kachuk? No, he's still only at 10. Damn. Kachuk's just built different, man. That guy knows how to draw penalties. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of Florida's game is they got guys like Kachuk and Bennett who are going to go out there and instigate and stir shit up. Um, but when that starts to go the other way, it can be pretty destructive. And also, I mean, so much so much of this run has been Florida, you know, shooting the puck really well, capitalizing on the other team's mistakes, and Bob standing on his freaking head. But they kind of ran into another team that I think is very well built to counter that. Uh, I went to look something up for some information real quick. And just uh, a heads up, typing Vegas lines into Google does not give you the result <laughs> that you were looking for. <laughs> that does not tell you the lines, uh, the playtime of each line from last night. No, that That's like that meme where it's like, do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> you know, uh, so here's what I, I, I want to look up. Barbashev, second on Vegas in points, I believe. 
Yeah, that Barbashev, Marshall, Stevenson line has been unreal. Or no, I'm sorry, yeah. Barbashev, Marshall, uh, yeah, yeah, no, they've been unreal. Yes, what? <laughs> I thought Marshall was on a line with Carlson. Uh oh yeah, they're about to play in the misfit line, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I I, I keep, I'm looking at their power play units right now, so you're fucking me up by having to have two thoughts in my mind at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but Barbashev's on the second power play unit right now, and still. You know, putting up points. You kind of expect their top power play unit with, with I, I said fucking Marshall again. Barbashev is on the second mm-hmm. power play unit, putting up fucking points from the second power play unit. You actually did correctly say Barbashev the first time. Did I? It's yeah. it's a lot of names that sound very similar. Right, Barbashev, Marshall. So it's like the same thing. They both have S's in them. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and they they don't quite work on my English speaking mouth. Yeah. Uh, another random note is I did kind of lull at. During the one penalty kill late in the game, Reinhardt had a breakaway. And I love Samson Reinhardt. He's my guy. But I did kind of lull because he's, like, just from watching him in Buffalo, he's not, like, notoriously the best finisher. And Buffalo fans would get frustrated sometimes because he would, like, pass the puck when he should have shot. Um, so just his poor breakaway attempt there brought back memories. That's all. Uh, I just want to point out, just to prove that I was right, I looked up lineup data from last night. And the top line for Vegas was Eichel, Marshashev, and Barbashev. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. The Misfit line is, uh, right now, if you call it that anymore, it's the Carlson line is Riley Smith, Carlson, and Amadio. So just oh, okay. to prove that I watched the games. Yeah, yeah look at you. <coughs> I almost choked myself to death to do that voice. <laughs> it wasn't even a very good voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That almost killed me. Um, <coughs> so you think uh, you think Florida's got a puncher's chance, or you think last night we just saw that deep down Vegas is the better team? I think Florida still is very much in this series. They just got to settle down and um, – Settle get, down. Settle, yeah, settle down, get back to playing their game, to use some, you know, hockey cliches. And I think they're still very much in this, especially if Bob Broski bounce, bounce back. I think I said his name weird again. I really like squish it together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, like you wanna, it's like you think his name is Bob Rofsky. Yeah. That's the way that why. you say it. Like you're, you, It's his first name, Bob, last name, Rofsky. <laughs> here's, here's our uh, head of regional sales, Bob Rofsky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello, Mr. Rofsky. Nice to meet you. Ah, please. My dad's Mr. Rofsky. You can just call me Bob. You can just call me Sergey. Uh, <laughs> if he gets going again, obviously my prediction last week of a Florida sweep is over. But I still think they're very much in the series. You sh- okay. Uh, uh, should assists count on empty net goals? Yes. Hmm. Well, there's the end of that conversation. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? There's still a pass Why that does led to a goal. Why does it matter? You're just like after like statistics today. Statist- statistics are dumb. We're gonna have better statistics one day, but right now, kind of dumb. How much do you think this has hurt Bobrovsky's con Smythe chances? Just one game. I don't think he played terrible. I think his team kind of let him down some. I mean, there's blame to go all around for how that game turned out. Yeah, eight seventy nine though. Not great. Not great. Four goals allowed. I don't have any of the advanced numbers in front of me, nor did I bother looking them up. 
But uh, whew. according to the numbers, he played bad. Yeah, the Ryan the, Lambert argument. Right. That's just uh, one game. So especially if they bounce back, win the series, and he plays strong, I still think he'll end up winning the Vesna. Not the Vesna. Yeah. The best. The, Goddamn, the, uh, they're just going to take it away from Olmark and give it to him. After the way Olmark played, someone probably should take it away from him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least he should surrender it. I mean, he knows. He knows what's right. up. Do the right thing, Olmark. Step down. Time to hand it over to someone who really deserves it, like Sergei Bobrovsky. But uh, So back to your previous point about how one game is effective. I feel like you don't understand the entire media landscape is reacting to one game at a time, right? Right, so his chances went down after game one, but they could shoot back up after game two. So I'm just predicting into the future that if we go to the reality where Florida ends up winning this, it's going to be because of him. So That's a fun thing. I wonder if I could pull up Conn Smythe odds. The Conn Smythe is like irregularly available to bet on. Let's see here. Awards. Uh, All right. Ooh, tie at first place right now. Which is extra weird. All right, Mike. Uh, as we ran out of time here, I'm going to just... Let me see if you can guess the top five in cons my thoughts. Because there's a three-way tie for third and a two-way tie for first. Okay. So let me see if you can guess the top five. You can start guessing now. I know. Did you, do I have to do these in order or just name the five? Just name the five. Okay. Uh, Maddie Kachuk. Matty Kachuk is in part of the tie for third place. Uh, Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky is part of the tie for first place. Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel, part, the other part of the tie for first place. Wild Bill Carlson. Uh, William Carlson in a distant sixth. Wow. Marshall Jonathan Marshall tied for third with Matty Kachuk. And, and the last one you haven't named? Aiden Hill. Adrian Hill. Good job, Damn. Mike. You went uh, almost perfect across the board there. Almost, but people keep discrediting William Carlson. Huh. It won't let me parlay Disgusting. a five-way bet for Con Smythe for some reason. That's so weird. Yeah. Weird. All right, Mike. As we have concluded our planned segments for the week, I believe it is time to spin the wheel. All oh, hail the wheel. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you got anything you're you're hoping for popping up on the wheel today? Um, maybe a little NFL talk. Maybe a little comparing the two Miami teams. We'll see. All right. Let's see. Spinning the wheel. And it landed on our games. So we're gonna split these games up. But it, our our final segment this week is the games we're gonna play. So okay. we have two games laid out so far, and if we definitely need a third, I'm sure we can riff instead. But okay. the the two games we have split up here are former players you think of when someone names a team, and the other game is the F1 name game. So we're going to start with the F1 name game, because I'm hosting, and uh, I have I, I have this pretty easy here mm -hmm. uh so i'm going to list names for you and it's this simple all you have to do is tell me if i made someone up or if they are a real f1 driver okay so 
I currently have six names, but I can expand the game as needed to fill some time. As that is basically all podcasts are meant to do anyways, is fill the time between sleeping. Yes. I am ready when you are, Big Shoots. Get the timer started here. All right, Mike. Uh, you don't watch any Formula One at all, correct? No. And you are probably not all that familiar with the major players in Formula One, correct? Not at all. Unless I have like, unless you name a name, and then I have like a like memory flashes and memory. Slumdog Millionaire s- moment when yeah, you're like, I remember when I was four and I was digging a car out from the lot and. Sebastian Vettel came by and said, I'm Sebastian Vettel, and I'm here to help you. See, I know that's going to be one of the fake names now. You just float. No, Sebastian Vettel's a guy who used to race. Everyone that I have on God here who's a real name is an active driver. All right, let's go. I'm ready. All right, Mike. I'm going to start you off with a, a softball one here. This one shouldn't be too hard. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton. Real or fake? Fake. Really? Yeah. Most famous F1 driver on the grid right now is Lewis Hamilton. No way. He's no way. knighted. No way. Ha- yeah. Oh. British people drive F1? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was expecting, like, mostly, like, m- you know, more, like, Latino, Italian, French, wild-sounding names. I wasn't expecting, like, a British person or, like, an American-sounding name. <laughs> I was right. blown away. I thought for sure you would know Lewis Hamilton because he's fucking ultra-famous. I mean, he-, he was Lewis at the Super Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) That's where the cookie crumbles. He has his own fashion line. Really? Louis Hamilton's. Louis Louis Hamilton's. All right, Mike. Number two on the list. Zhao Guan Yu. Zhao Guan Yu. Fake. Real. Really? (laughs) The Chinese also do F1. Yes, the Chinese also do F1. How many countries do F1? A lot of countries. There's even an American on the grid this year. This is like soccer. Like, every other country in the world loves it, and then America's like, nah. Yeah, but you're you're falling behind, man. Drive to Survive's got everyone into it in the States. That's true. There's fucking Canadians on the grid, man. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh for 2. <laughs> All right. Staying in a uh, similar area of the world, Jung Cook. That's got to be fake. Jung Cook. Fake. You are correct. Thank you. Real person, not an F1 driver. What does he do for a living? He's the lead singer of BTS. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. Number three, Esteban Akon, nicknamed Esti Bestie. That's too good of a nickname. I'm saying fake. As real. Esteban Akon. Real. Races for... Actually, I'm not going to tell you who he races for. Because I'm going to throw some team names at you in a minute. Okay. Esty Bestie, my new favorite racer. (laughs) (laughs) Logan Sargent. There's no way that's a real person. Fake. Have you guessed fake for every person so far? (laughs) I have, because these names all sound made up. (laughs) Logan Sargent's real. He's the only American racer. Logan Sargent from America. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Logan Sargent from America. I have a more stereotypical name, bud. Lance Stroll. That's got to be fake. <laughs> Stop guessing fake. He's real. <laughs> well, that's not fair if all the people you put on here are real. 
I've started just I don't even have half these names on the list. I just started naming real drivers because you keep guessing fake. Lance Stroll? It he, sounds so, like you're making these names up as you go. Lance Stroll races for Aston Martin. And his father, Lawrence Stroll, owns the team. Well, it's nepotism. It is. Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll started the year where just a few weeks, or maybe even the week of the first race, he crashed his bicycle and broke both of his wrists. So he had to drive an F1 car with two broken hands. You tell me this dude can't drive a bicycle, but they're going to give him a car that goes like 180 miles an hour? He's not a great driver. He's an okay driver. He's mostly there because his dad owns the team. Disgusting. All right, Mike, I'm going to gonna throw a team name at you here. I got to tell you if it's a real team or not? Yeah. Okay. Williams. Aren't all the team names after, like, the car makers? Some of them are. Some of them are. Not all of them, though? Okay. Not all of them. Williams. Williams. All right, we, gotta, we have a first for this segment. I'm going to say real. You are correct. Williams is the team that Logan Sargent races for. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> they're the they're the worst the worst car on the grid probably well, of either course. them or, or Alfa Romeo. It's the American team. It's not the American team. The American team's Haas technically. It's still a British team just with an American racer. Big Haas. Big Haas. Tora right. Rosa. Flora Rosa. Tora Rosa. Tora Rosa. It's a team. Would also be a cool name for a pro wrestler. Uh, I'm going to say fake. It's a little bit of a trick question. Fake news. It's the former team name of AlphaTari. Hmm. So, technically real, but for the sake of the uh, game, you are correct. Fake. Okay. Right. Well, Rosa is the feeder team to Red Bull, which is why their team name used to be Tororosa, which is Spanish or Italian for Red Bull. See, you thought you could cheat and trip me up, but I'm just, I have too big of a brain and vast knowledge of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I only got a, a few more for you here. Uh, I think that we've squeezed all the juice we can out of this. Okay. Real or fake? Toto Wolf. Team name? No. Person. Person. Toto Wolf. God, I hope that's real. I'm going to say real. Real person, yes. not a driver involved with F1. So okay. I'll give you, I'll give you credit for it. He's the team president of Mercedes, the team that Lewis Hamilton races for. And he looks like a Toto Wolf. Like if you, he's a Toto Wolf, man. If, a you, Toto Wolf. if you imagine what you think a Toto Wolf looks like, you aren't even imagining it good enough. Is that T-O-T-O or T-O-D-O? T-O-T-O. Okay. Toto Wolf. Like the you looking him up? You gotta look at the picture of this guy. Okay, he, wears, he wears a white button-up shirt that's tight and partially unbuttoned all the time. That's a handsome man. It's a handsome man. It's a Toto Wolf for sure. Yeah, he's a Toto Wolf. That guy fucks. All right. Next up, Stony Stewart. That's Stony Stewart. Stony Stewart. We're going to go back on the fake train. You're correct. Stony Stewart is just Tony Stewart, but I added an S. Hmm. <laughs> and your final name here. Okay. Actually, before we go to the final name, I got I got another one I like here. Checo Perez. Sergio Perez, nicknamed Checo Perez. That one's real. I've heard of him before. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Final name, George Russell. George Russell? No way. He drives F1. You going fake? I'm going fake. He is an F1 driver. He is the other driver from Mercedes besides Lewis Hamilton. Damn. 
George Russell. George Hustle and Bustle. <laughs> he plays a little bit better than the other Hustle and Bustle. Damn. Well, it's hard to play worse than Russell Wilson did last year. All right, Mike, congratulations on learning some things about F1, uh, mainly that the lead singer of BTS is not an F1 driver and that Lewis Hamilton is. BTS, like F1, over huge in America. Yeah, I think BTS might be more over, but I get what you're going Definitely. for here. Yeah. All right, Mike, the other game we have lined up today is a game where wh- – why did you word this so weird? First former player you think of when someone names a team – because I was going to say first player, but then I wanted to specify former. It's the, uh, uh, fuck, what's the test called when you say a word and you have to respond with the first word that comes to mind? Uh, not Rorschach, because that's the ink blots, right? Yeah, and that's the guy that you're stuck in there with him. Um, oh, it's, uh, the, I can't remember. <laughs> Were you hoping to surprise yourself into remembering? <laughs> <laughs> I just went in with a confident, and then, then I realized, now nah, I have no idea. Word association test. Thank you. I was trying to think of the word association, and my brain wasn't working. <laughs> I wasn't associating. <laughs> yeah, I like that we we couldn't think of the word for word association. That's not a great sign for things to go. We, we were literally already halfway there. All right, Mike, as this is your game, uh, go ahead and take a lead on it. You want to explain how we're going to do this? Are we taking turns? Are you just running this whole thing? I didn't really prepare too well for this. So, it's yeah. It's your only thing you added to the wheel. I know. I've, I'm a failure. But, yeah, I guess we could just, we could we can riff on this, go back and forth. For, right, sounds for good. A few this, rounds. Is, this is a version of my favorite game to play, which is the game where you just name people that play sports. Yes. I was doing this last night at a bar with the guy I was there with, or one of the guys I was there with. I go to bars with lots of guys. Don't want to brag. Uh, but I'm often in bars with guys. Um, how many people are in your friend group? Oh man, like fifty. I have two hundred. Is that too many? Is fifty? Oh, two hundred is way too many. Um, <laughs> Do you have to pay to be in yours? <laughs> Waiting to see for you figure out where I was going. I, took me a minute. Yeah. Oh, I like you. <laughs> how would you like two hundred friends? Um, but the guy I was there with, la- with last night is a Kentucky fan. Mm-hmm. And so we would just go back and forth, like naming players and trying to remember what college they went to. And it went on so long, and I had so much fun. But as it seems like it is a organized version of this game, well, uh, yeah, I'd say we go back and forth, keep score for who comes up with the best name with an arbitrary grading system. Okay. So, Mike, why don't you go first with naming the team, and I will word associate a former player. All right, do you want to start sticking to like a specific sport? Or just, it doesn't matter. The big three we talk about. Big three? Okay. Yeah. All right. The... Hold on. I'm, I got to close my eyes. I got to... Oh, wait. I need my mask. Hold on. Envision. Okay. Right. I've returned. I'm now wearing a sleep mask as to completely deprive myself of vision. Okay. The so. Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr. That's an easy one. Well, that's a lame one. Hey, former player. He is a former player, yeah. Name a better former player for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, well, I can see his face. Can't say his name, so I lose. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, first off, we have to score this, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. I'll give you – I mean, he literally has only not been a Raider for less than a calendar year. So I'll give you a 
two out of five. All right, so two. Harsh scoring system. Two out of five. All right, Mike. The New Jersey Devils. Martin Broder. Oh, okay, so it could be people that don't play in the league anymore. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking, for some reason in my head, I had it that they had to be active, but no longer on the team. Oh, okay, no, just any former player. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Do you want to change your, right. va- your Raiders one now? No, 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 no it's too late. Else? That's okay. that's not a word associations work. All right, Martin okay. Brodeur, pretty good name, famous, mm-hmm. uh, very notable player for that franchise, but it was a layup, so I'm only going to give you 25 points. Damn it, I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, All right. your turn. Uh, let's go the Portland Trailblazers. I almost said Dame Lillard. That's just predicting the future. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Uh. Uh. CJ McCollum. God, why can I only do active players? Uh, CJ McCollum. Pretty good one. Pretty good one. I'll give you ten Trailblazers. Oh, okay. So I have two points and ten Trailblazers. Yes. All right, Mike, uh, as we've now covered all three sports, we're going to have to start going back in circles here. So I'm going to give you an easy one. I'm going to give you a team you really like. Mm -hmm. The Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino. Fuck, you're just all about the classics. You know what? Mm -hmm. Another another easy layup, but by the letter of the law, nails it. Uh, 24 points added on top of that. I'm crushing you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once we figure out the conversion for trailblazers to points, I might be winning. All right, my turn? Yeah. Let's see. Mix it up a little bit. Let's go with the St. Louis Blues. Fucking Christ, man. You're trying to end me here with naming, <laughs> making me <laughs> name hockey teams. Um, uh, Billy Huso. <laughs> there you, hey, that's a good That's a good pull. I'll give you that. Like, I'll give you uh, 100 points on that one. Because you haven't been watching hockey as long as I have, so. Um, I I just want to point out I named Billy Huso because I couldn't for the life of me remember the guy that got traded to the Rangers this year. Still can't remember his name, obviously. Oh, Tarasenko. Yeah, there you go, Vladimir Tarasenko. Couldn't think of that guy's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, let's uh let's drift into what I think might be your weakest sport in the bunch mm-hmm. here, and go with uh the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Terrence McGee. Who? The fuck is Terrence McGee? Former cornerback. So many names flooded to my head, I just went with the most obscure one that I didn't think you would know. 42 years old. All right. Well, that's pretty yeah. good. Um, uh, but I didn't know him, so minus two points. Damn. <laughs> All right. Let's go with, for you, the LA Kings. That's not a team. I meant to say the Sacramento Kings. Well, the LA Kings as a team. But <laughs> the not LA Kings are not in the not in the sport I was thinking. Sacramento Kings. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh I'll give you fifty points because I'm a Halliburton stan. I'm crushing you now for sure. I you know. have forty-seven <laughs> points. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, how many rounds have we gone? Is this uh the fourth round? No. Oh, round. Yeah, this is probably the fourth or fifth round. Okay, so we'll say it's the fourth round. And it's a best of seven series. So, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. So, we'll go three more rounds after this. Okay. Um, Let's uh, let's get you going on some hockey. I I feel like like you're the hockey guy around here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuck it. Seattle Kraken. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a player that moved from the previous year. Oh, God. I'll, I'll give you a hint. There was a, a major trade that they made. There was? Yeah. Maybe they sent someone to the Toronto Maple Leafs? They sent someone to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Really, Mike? Really? Was really, Mike? Bo- was it Mike? Really? Yeah. No. Uh, I'm blanking. <laughs> Mark Giordano? Oh, yeah. Fuck. All right, Mike. Well, obviously, since you weren't able to answer, you lose all your points. So you're back down <laughs> to zero. <laughs> all right. All right. You want to play that game? All right. Okay, Adam. Adam, okay. Uh, let's get tough here. And we'll do the Dallas Stars. See, okay, here's the thing. I was so ready for you to say the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> uh, Brayden Holpe. Did Holpe actually play in the Stars at the end of his career? He did. He was yeah. dog shit. Yeah. But since he was such dog shit... Minus one point. <laughs> this seems like retaliation. I this feel like your I feel like your scoring system here is completely biased. Well, I think the <laughs> whole thing has you know been on both sides. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Garnett. Whoa! I thought you were saying couldn't <laughs> say Kevin Durant. That really threw me for such a head fake. All right, that was real good. I'm going to give you 150 points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. For you. What round are we on? This is round six? Yeah, round six. We got one more round after that? One more round after that. Better have your good ones lined up. Let's go with the... So you hit me with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to hit you with the LA Chargers. Uh, the LA Chargers have a former player that goes by the name Hunter Henry. Very good. Not that old. Of a switch, but I'll give you... Well, here's the thing. I'm also trying to do it specifically under the guise of they had to play for the Chargers in LA. Oh, okay. So for that, I'll give you... I'll actually change my original score. So I'll go with the amount of fans that attend their games, and I'll give you 50 points. Oh, I thought I was going to get zero. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's ridiculous. We see some people there on TV. Uh, is this the final question, or we got one more round? I can't remember anymore. This is the final. Oh no, you have one more, and then I I kicked it off. Okay, so this is the final question. This is your question for round six, and then we have two more. Okay, for one God, of these. Yeah, yeah. Hard to keep track of. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Jake Delhomme. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You and these retired ass <laughs> quarterbacks. All right, Jake Delhomme's pretty good, but not as good. As some of your other quarterbacks. So, uh, 23 points. Jake DeLome started in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I gave you 24 points when you named What's-His-Face on Miami, and he started the sure. Super Bowl, too. Good point. Lost to Washington. Uh, for your That's final team. I just made that up. You did. Mm-hmm. Your final team. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with... Can I do teams that don't exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, but you're really risking me being able to name someone. <laughs> All right. The Atlanta Thrashers. Fucking Christ, there's no way. Jamie Van Riemsdyk. No. All right, that was unfair. I'll do the Seattle Supersonics instead. 
Kevin Durant. Yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> you want a third try at this, or are you good now? Uh, No. No points awarded. No points awarded? <laughs> I, I'm determining that that was too... Uh, you know, I, you know, there's just too many factors involved in that one to give an accurate score, so I'm going to have to go zero points on that. All right, then fuck you. The Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays? Shit. Does that Batista guy still play there? No, he was in Dune, though. Oh, okay. No, the other Batista, Jose Bautista. <laughs> I think he does <laughs> still play there. Didn't he, didn't he used to run Cuba? No, that was... Uh, I'm blanking on Che Guevara's name. And he also didn't run Cuba. <laughs> um... Oh, Roger Clemens. Uh, by the way, Jose Batista works. <laughs> he doesn't play oh, he there does? anymore. Oh, okay. He's retired. All right, Jose Batista's a pretty good name because I didn't think you were going to be able to name anyone. Boom. Uh, so I will give you uh, 40, 50. That's enough points to lose. Yeah, uh, 57 <laughs> points. Damn, I came up one short, didn't I? Uh, well, after I do the math, I'll tell you. Now you came up like 30 short. But ah. we that's because we don't know the conversion on Trailblazers. We so. don't. Yeah. There's no real way to know. But congratulations, Mike, on completing our first word association test. Uh, unfortunately, you suck at them, so you came in second. So. <laughs> I suck at them. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, final score, uh, Adam, 251, Mike, 230, and Adam also has 10 Trailblazers, <laughs> which is enough to start a basketball team, I believe. I believe so. I think you actually have, what, like two more roster spaces available? Yeah. So right. I got I got room to sign – Two into the bench guys, I think. Yeah, or trade the other ten for the number one overall pick and get Webby. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. So I'm trading my ten trailblazers <laughs> in for one Wimbenyama. So final score, Adam, uh, 251 points and one Wimbenyama, and Mike, 230 points. You know, we played a hard game out there. You know, you have 110 percent. Just couldn't come out with a W. <laughs> Mike, you wanna you wanna plug your shit? Yeah. So follow me at Town Alone Mike, um, which will be in the show notes. We'll be in the show notes. Yes, yes. And uh, keep up to date on everything on townalone.com. I got uh, an article coming out next week on great uh, post-game and pre-game media rants that I'm looking forward to getting out there. The Pro Wrestling Podcast is still a work in progress, but I promise it is coming. So uh, stay tuned to our Twitter accounts, and you'll get the, uh, the 411 when the first episode finally drops. Yeah, and uh, this podcast is now available on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, you know, subscribe, rate it five stars, give it a thumbs up, uh, send it to your mom if she likes word association tests. Send it to your therapist. They probably love word association tests. And just be sure to, you know, send it to all the important people in your life, like your mom and your therapist. <laughs>